You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here's our NBA Saturday primetime matchup on ABC and the ESPN app. We got Devin Booker and the Suns. We got Steph and the Warriors. Coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. Best of the week. The offices of Greenberg and Tannenbaum are officially open. It's time to add some soul to Tim Hasselbeck life. Can I get a hell yeah? Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Fink. Hell yeah. Get up. I am a humble guy. You're a humble guy who lives in a museum. Let's give it up for our man Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky, y'all. I got it. Fortunately, there are no pass rushers because we understand you get a different version. Aw. Bingo. You can't just let the guy have his moment. That's not in Nick's nature. I'm Eli Manning. <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> Tom Brady's the GOAT site. I beat him twice. Are you serious right now? Hold it back. Hold it back. <laughs> Eli, keep making us laugh. Are you comparing Brock Perry to Patrick Mahomes? I just did. Ooh, wee. Can I quote Jeff Saturday? Yeah. Are you high? <laughs> yes, there's the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Yes. His tight end is dating Taylor Swift. His coach has turned out to be a superstar commercial actor. He's elevated everybody <laughs> around him. Did you get tired of watching Mozart tinkle on a piano? Uh, I should have phrased that better. Took it to a whole other level, Greeny. <laughs> you received it. <laughs> so much fun this weekend. Every week we are genuinely grateful. Every day you choose to get up with us on this Super Bowl Friday. We are live at the Seaport. We're brought to you by Grey Goose. The squad is here and the man is there. Dan Orlovsky is up early and ready to go from Las Vegas here. Two days and counting till Super Bowl 58. In fact, we've got it to the second Two days, nine hours, 29 minutes and change. Friday forecast as it looks chilly in Las Vegas right now. Dan, give me a Friday forecast for Super Bowl 58. What are you looking for? I want to see if Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey can build their Hall of Fame resumes. Kyle Shanahan, this is the third time he's taken a different quarterback, whether at head coach or offensive coordinator, to the Super Bowl. Can he finally win one? His teams have been outscored 46 to nothing after the third quarter. At some point, he's got to get it done. Christian McCaffrey is third all-time in yards per game from scrimmage behind Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. He needs to get that Super Bowl ring for the Hall of Fame career. Timmy, give me a Friday forecast. Well, listen, I'll, I'll kind of predict that that guy that Dan just mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, may struggle. You know, I, I said yesterday on a bold prediction, under 100 scrimmage yards because of this Kansas City defense. That could end up being a key in the football game, how Kansas City's D plays against one of the best players in the league. Steve Spagnolo, game planning against CMC. Bart, give me a forecast. Um, listen, I tell you what. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, Kyle Juszczyk can turn around and be one of these um, hidden unsung heroes you talk about when you're trying to put so much equity to stopping Debo in the backfield. You're trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. You're trying to stop Kittles. This is a guy that played tight end. Yeah, I know we, we list him as the H-back slash fullback, but his background is tight end. He can make some meaningful plays and some big catches, some timely catches to bail Brock Purdy out. His wife has become a celebrity during the Super Bowl run as well. And then D. Wood. Give me a little Friday forecast. Yeah, listen, Andy Reid, if Kansas City Chiefs goes out here and win the Super Bowl, I think we got to start putting, we got to start having conversations with Andy Reid in the same breath as Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. I, I just think when you look at the body of work, whether you know what he's did in Philadelphia and now in Kansas City, and the the amount of the amount of success that he's had working with multiple quarterbacks, and obviously uh, finishing off, you know, finishing off with you know one of the greats in our game, Patrick Mahomes, his body of work, man. He, he when we talk about levels. He's in that. He's in that level with Bill yeah. Belichick. If he wins the Super, one hundred percent right. Uh, he, he is already second in postseason wins. He's only five behind Bill Belichick. He yeah. could win his third Super Bowl championship. He's taken other teams to them. Yeah. He is the all-time leader in wins in both Philadelphia and Kansas yeah. City. But we'll save that for Monday and the rest of our lives. In the meantime, he's got a game to try and win. And yesterday, he was asked about his team being the underdog. Listen. I understand why we're the underdog. I get that. We had some ups and downs during the season. Um, I never feel like an underdog. Uh, 
going into a game, but um, I understand why uh, it's been situated that way, but it is. It's what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It is right where you want him, right? You got him right where you want him. That's Patrick Mahomes' number for his career as a betting underdog, to be clear. Not against the number, but outright, straight up, money line, whatever you want to say. When he has been an underdog, Patrick Mahomes has won nine of the 12 games he's played, and two of those have come in the last three weeks against Buffalo and Josh Allen on the road, against Baltimore and Lamar Jackson on the road. That's the best record by any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. So I, I want to talk about this underdog thing for a minute here, Dan, before we get into the X's and O's, because you're out there and you're involved in all of these conversations, I'm sure, in Vegas, where this is all anybody is talking about. I don't have anybody here picking San Francisco. Everyone I know thinks Kansas City is going to win this game, and yet the Chiefs are an underdog. Give me a little perspective on that. It's the same out here. It's heavy. Outside of the fans that are deep with San Francisco, everybody thinks that Kansas City wins. And everybody thinks that the only way that San Francisco does win is if McCaffrey has a massive game. I think everyone understands kind of the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, big game thought process, how impressive those guys. They, we have the best big game quarterback right now in football going on that team. We have the best big game tight end in the history of the NFL. We have the best big game defensive coordinator in Kansas City and Steve Spagnola. We have one of the big time defensive tackles in football. So there's a lot, not that San Francisco's roster isn't loaded, but there's a lot for Kansas City that we have like data-wise or evidence-wise in this moment. Out here, everybody expects Kansas City to win unless Christian McCaffrey has an unbelievable game. And that's the guy, Greeny, to a man. Everybody says Christian McCaffrey is the key. If he goes off, San Francisco wins. If he doesn't, to Tim's point earlier, they'll struggle. All right, so both our quarterbacks are doing their quarterback thing for us today. They've each got tapes ready for us on their respective offenses. So let's start with yours. You, you think, that Tim, that... Kansas City's offense going up against that San Francisco defense, you think it's a big running game, a big Pacheco game. Show us why. And I think it's misdirection runs as well, a little bit what Detroit did a week ago and had success doing. And if you just look at this, this is a good example of a misdirection run. Fast flow defense, as we talked about in the first hour. Just look at how guys are running to the football. We'll use that against them and then get it to give you good angles in the run game. This ends up being a perimeter run with a wide receiver, obviously, but they did it with in more traditional ways as well. Here's a good example. It's a misdirection run because of the backfield action, as well as what's going on up front. Laporta with a little jab step, tackles pulling, uh, Bosa's gonna squeeze it, it's gonna freeze Warner, it's gonna get you good angles to Warner, which gets you a back in space in a one-on-one -on -one environment. And I think Kansas City will like that opportunity with their back. So I think as much as we're making it about the quarterbacks, and it's important, too, because there'll be big moments where guys have to deliver. But I think that really is the nuts and bolts of what Kansas City will want to do offensively. Let me get that from you guys over here. Do what you're an offensive lineman, so I know this is, this is speaking directly into your soul. Is, is this a Mahomes-Kelsey game, or is this a Pacheco running the ball kind of game? I think it's game? Pacheco, because you think about it, you know, Listen, when you talk about Travis Kelsey, the strength of the 49ers defense is where? In the middle. In the middle, especially with the two linebackers, Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, where, they, where the 49ers defense has been very vulnerable is the running game, particularly outside zone. Detroit, their downfall in the NFC Championship game was they didn't stick with the run game. They, their, their inability to, to keep calling in the second half ultimately doomed them in that game. So I think Andy Reid, who, by the way, is a former offensive lineman, he, he knows what, you know, how this whole thing is going to be set up. He's going to continue to go with the guy that has been consistent with this Kansas City Chiefs offense, and that is Isaiah Pacheco. What do you think, Bart? Listen, you know, you talk about what the strength and weakness is of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. The strength is supposed to be those high-priced you know, high-value Ohio State defensive ends, right? They're not supposed to have a weakness. They're supposed to have hard growth. They're supposed to have war daddies throughout that defense that's not playing right. I just saw fundamentally when I'm just keep watching these tapes, like if, if, you're, if you're Bosa, how the hell are you getting washed down by a receiver? Like you got to understand, keep your eyes on your luggage, your antennas. Like, and listen, you're going to get the same thing, but you have to send a statement, not this week. Now, hopefully Steve Wilkes is going to have a much better performance and he holds these guys accountable. But if he, you know, when you have a game like they had where you were, you know, destroyed, 
usually you come back and you have a great game. So yep. I, don't, I don't expect that same San Francisco giving up the edges and outside perimeter runs that we saw before because of the corrections and the pride of the people that's out there. Get in here, Dan. Yeah, two things about this game, Kansas City offensively. One, this game's going to be played on the perimeter. They are not going to play this game inside the hash and or numbers. To Tim's point, there are going to be so many different ways that they just get the ball outside. It is not going to necessarily look like Green Bay and Detroit did their power run games. You'll see those jet sweeps. You'll see the design swing screens. They will play the game on the perimeter. Second thing, Andy Reid will treat Nick Bosa like everybody treats Micah Parsons. If you look at how these teams have played against Bosa, specifically over the past couple years, they are not going to block him. They are going to constantly put him in conflict. They'll make sure that he has to play slow and hesitant, and that means that so many different ways he's going to be minimized in the game. They're never going to single him up. I'd be shocked. If in a passing situation they play one-on-one blocking, they're always going to chip with the tight end or always going to chip with the back. That's kind of who they become. So Andy Reid too smart to realize (laughs) if I don't let Nick Bosa not destroy this game, we have a good chance to win. And if if you're thinking about like a prop kind of – why are you smiling like that? I love when offensive guys think the defensive guys and coaches don't have answers to chipping guys and stuff like that. Like, you know, that's why I say this has got to be a Steve Steve Wilkes uh, game because you have to anticipate that, right? There's no way you should be able to take away my best player. If you want to chip my best player, that's fine. I'll run into a U game and I'll protect him so he can go underneath and get three shots and I'll have somebody overlap or insert safety to come down to protect my edge. But I think the the point that Dan is making is if you you look at Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes barely been touched, you know, this whole postseason. So that's not – it's not just because of the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. It's it's schematically – Yes. Them being able to, you know, chip to, take away, to, take away, away, to take away other people's problems. So that, that's the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of our two offense tapes. That's the Kansas City side. Dan has a tape on what we're looking for in the San Francisco offense with uh, Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and company. Dan, what are we looking at? Yeah, 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, how they presented as a traditional 21 look to us, and then how they'll take that and make it look completely differently for everybody else. So this is 21, two backs, McCaffrey in the backfield, Juszczyk at the bottom. So it ends up being what would look like a 21 formation where the receiver cracks down from the outside. Him and Kittle kind of pull together, and they lead block, and they kick the ball to the perimeter, and then McCaffrey's got that opportunity to create space, attack it, and get out on the perimeter. Now this is, again, 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, but check up playing essentially like a tight end role, hip to hip with George Kittle. They go play fake, watch the linebackers that are underneath. This is the first play of the second half, and this is a gashing look. So first play, 21 looks like 21. Second play, 21 kind of looks like 12 personnel, which would be one back, two tight ends. Now it's two backs, one tight end again, and it is 21 personnel, but it's ending up like an 11 formation or a passing heavy formation. This is what they've become again this year, this zone run game. Bottom of the screen, they zone, they cut the backside with use check and they give McCaffrey another seam. The most interesting aspect is this. We've all talked, okay, so if they line up in 21 personnel with Kyle Juszczyk on the field and McCaffrey on the field, the Chiefs play man coverage and they play what we call base defense with three linebackers on the field. The reality is this. If Kyle Shanahan takes that 21 personnel and spreads it out and makes it look like a four-wide receiver set or something like that, the number one question is who covers Christian McCaffrey? It's an interesting point, and it made me look something up here, and I'm going to do a little on-the-fly sneaky hembo, but this is sneaky greeny trivia. Christian McCaffrey is a lot of people's sexy MVP pick. Dan is talking about him like crazy. You're talking about Isaiah Pacheco. Do you know who the last running back to be the MVP of the Super Bowl was? Uh, to Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. It hasn't happened in this century. Terrell Davis is the last one. For all, it's almost overwhelmingly the quarterbacks. There have been a few receivers and several defensive players sprinkled in in the middle there, like Von Miller and others. But if you'd Ray like Lewis. a running back to win MVP of the Super Bowl, it hasn't. Why is that? Who was that? I mean, there have been a couple of running backs, but he didn't win. Rob, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob, perhaps. But you had you had Terrell Davis back then. You had uh, Emmett Smith, and that's about it. Running backs don't win MVP of the Super Bowl. So if we think McCaffrey or Pacheco have a chance to win that, that would be bucking recent history. I feel like you have to put McCaffrey in a different category because his ability to catch the football as well. So his impact can't be taken away just by loading the box. He's going to have his imprint on his game. I just feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. Yeah. But between both these defenses, it's a prime opportunity for a running back to possibly win MVP. 
We'll find out. All right, we are just rolling along here as we continue much more looking ahead to the Super Bowl. Will it be Mr. Mahomes' moment in Vegas? We'll show you the exclusive company he can join with one more masterful performance. Plus, around the rest of the league, is Caleb Williams really the best option for the Bears? Is he better off going home and being in command in Washington? There's a lot there, and you don't want to miss it as we continue on this Football Friday. Get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. All right, we continue on Get Up. All right, from the NFL Honors last night, uh, feast your eyes. Uh, That's Kirk Cousins and Cam Jordan uh, doing the dance. And you know what? It's actually pretty good. (laughs) What do you guys think? Listen, that's that's like you on Dance for the Stars right there, son. Really commenting on this? <laughs> no, you don't think it's pretty good? I, mean, if, I, mean, I think it's good for Kirk's rehab. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, considering he's coming, coming back from it's a torn Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. If I told you Kirk Cousins was going to get up and open this show with a dance routine last night, would you have thought it would look as good as this looks? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, am I the only one? That's pretty good. I I live on an island. It's not bad. Okay, on we go. The next game, D. Wood, is called Would You Believe? Because we can make a wood-based pun out of anything. Uh, D. Wood, if I said Travis Kelsey is going to retire after this game, would you believe it? I would not, man. Like, like, Travis Kelsey reminds me of the guy that's like, the, you know, the next Super Bowl is the best one. I just, I just, there's so many good things going on for him right now. I don't think he's going to retire after this game. Even if they win it. Those sort of reports slash rumors have been out there for a while. I don't I don't get the sense he's thinking that way either, but we'll wait and see. Next one. Uh, Lamar Jackson is the MVP. He is yet to win a Super Bowl. Would you believe he will win one in his career? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think like Lamar Jackson 
is going to win a Super Bowl at some point in his career. I mean, the, the man, is, it seems like every year he finds an aspect of, of his game and he's improved upon it. And I just think with the, with the leadership that they have in Baltimore, stable organization, I think he gets it done at some point. As we told you, he is now the only multi-time MVP of the Super Bowl era not to have won a Super Bowl championship. He's only 27 years old. Finally, if I said the Bears will keep Justin Fields next year, would you believe that? I, I would not. I, I just think that, you know, when you talk about Caleb Williams and, and what he brings to the table and this, this whole quarterback draft class and the opportunity, as Mike T always said, to reset the, 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 reset the contract, I think it's just going to be they're not going, they're not going to trade down for a second year in a row with the number one pick. Yeah, I, I was don't on, see it. You know, as far as getting sort of closer to the situation, I was on with the, the guys on ESPN 1000, uh, the radio station mm-hmm. in Chicago, where they're living in this minute by minute, and I said to them, it feels to me from this distance like the idea of staying with Justin Fields is not really on the table for the Bears, and, and that, that is the way I think it feels locally. Not, I'm not making a comment on whether it's right or wrong, but that does feel as though the decision is moving in that direction. So, Dan, I, I, I'm really interested to hear your reaction to what Tim told us yesterday in sort of a, a shortened version, if you would. Having done so many of Drake May's games as you have and all of that, you don't think that it is such a foregone conclusion who the number one pick in this draft should be. Correct, which is why you're talking about like moving heaven and earth for a guy that, that maybe you wouldn't even have to move to get potentially or move there to get. Yeah. Because I, I do think that when people go through the process with Drake May, I think there are going to be plenty of people that think that he maybe in some cases is clearly the best quarterback prospect. Which is, again, we had this lengthy conversation yesterday. I've not seen that on a lot or any, frankly, of the mock drafts I've been doing so far. But that's we had a long conversation about it on radio yesterday. And the process really is just at the beginning, which is hilarious when you consider that none of these guys will play another football game until they're drafted into the NFL. Dan, I don't know how much chance you've had to start doing your work on, on the college quarterbacks yet. You obviously will do tons of it between now and the end of April. What do you think of, of all of that? Just the idea that, number one, might not be as clear-cut as as most people make it sound. I feel like I've been saying that for a year, Greeny, that, that don't lock in Caleb's is, Caleb Williams is the number one pick. I think Drake May, and I think Jaden Daniels is going to get into that conversation. Here's the thing in regards to Drake May. He's going to be, remember or remind people of Big Ben. And if you're Washington sitting there going, well, it's going to cost us all this to go get up to number one, do you want the guy that is six foot four, six foot five, 230 pounds, has played a gajillion snaps in college football, looks everything like all the big time quarterbacks that are stars in the NFL right now, and just scratching the surface? And the thing that I try to make sure everybody understands, Tim, you know this, is people are going to say, well, the Bears or somebody can't take Drake May because of Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, Drake May went to North Carolina because of his family. He did not go to North Carolina because that was his best offer, which was a middle-of-the-pack ACC football team. Drake May could have gone to anywhere in the country. He went there because his family has ties in their history there. Greeny, the, 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 the flaw of his game is he's mechanically sloppy. You know who else was? Big Ben. You know who else was? Patrick Mahomes. You know who else was? Josh Allen. So with good coaching, this, this young man's talent is, is really untapped. I think Caleb's spectacular as well. And I think Jaden Daniels is going to have a chance to get into that conversation just as a pure passer. What, the comparisons that Dan is making are exactly right. Like, Patrick Mahomes was super raw. Like, there's a reason he didn't play the first year. And there's a reason why being with Andy was such a good match for him. You know, in terms of... Um, what Dan is saying about why he was at North Carolina. I told you that on your radio show yesterday. He was committed to Alabama. Nick Saban wanted him at Alabama, and they flipped him to Carolina because of the family's relationship with Carolina. Father was a quarterback uh, for Carolina. Brother was a basketball star at Carolina. He is an elite athlete. And at his size, you know, Dan said 6'4". Like, I think he's every bit of 6'5". And when when you're around him, you go, he's still just a kid. Like, like, like he is not yet, like, fully grown. I, I just think that he – listen, no one really knows. Like, the, the truth is, like, we're all saying, like, are you checking enough boxes to make us feel really confident that you're going to be – that you can be the guy? He checks every single box. And, like, at the end of the day, yeah. these guys, their futures will be determined – 
more by the situations they yeah. go into mm -hmm. than anything that we're sitting here talking about. Quickly, you that, that, That's why it has to be uh, Caleb Williams because Matt Everflus can't wait for a guy that's raw. He needs a ready-made product. And, um, you know, if you're going to be moving on, you know, from Justin Fields, you need to go get the star. Like, and you can't be the – and I think the pressure is that you can't be the guy that passed on C.J. Stroud. You can't be the guy that passed on uh, Patrick Mahomes. You got to go out and get the guy at some point. You have two first-round draft picks. Who cares what you're going to get in return? At some point, you need stars. Yeah. And if this kid is a potential star and his ceiling is higher, you go with that kid. D-Wood, quick thought. Yeah, listen, I, 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 I echo what Tim was talking about with Drake May. Drake May is a big – he's everything with the, the, these court, what teams are looking for in these quarterbacks now. Big, athletic, big arm. He's going to make – like, I know everyone talks about Kelly Williams, but he's going to make a but lot of noise. Starting Tuesday, this is the topic <laughs> everywhere, right? I mean, we get past the Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden, where are these guys going to wind up going? But right now, everyone is chasing Mr. Mahomes. Coming up, will it be his moment in Vegas? We'll show you the exclusive company he can join with one more masterful performance. Plus – Sneaky Hembo, D-Wood, this one's for you today. What is the only franchise to win a Super Bowl in four different decades? Answers next. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify could do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash getup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash getup to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash getup. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Get Up as we reach the bottom of the hour here. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Counting it down to the Super Bowl. Right now, the pressure is on our two-time Super Bowl champ. Here we go, D-Wood. What's the only franchise to win a Super Bowl in four different decades? I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are not correct. You're going to kill you. It's the New York Giants, the Phil Simms team in 86. You had the, the, that was my second. That was my second guess. The, the Norwood yep. field goal is 1990. Yep. 90. That's the 90. That's and the, Eli's yep. two yep. Super Bowls came in different mm. decades. The New York that football was, Giants. That's a good one. Yeah, don't don't get cocky over there, Henry. Should have a friend, he would. It's a good question. Oh, he got. Don't me. get cocky mm. on us over there. Okay, so so before we sort of give way to this game, I, I want to make sure we've shown this a few times this week. But it is so extraordinary that I, I think it needs another look for those of you who haven't been with us. What you are looking at on your screen here, on this screen behind me, is every player in the history of the four major sports who in their first seven seasons won three championships and two MVPs. All right, you'll notice none of them are wearing a football helmet because not one football player has ever done it. We're talking about Larry Bird and Bill Russell, Gila Fleur, Musial Mantle and DiMaggio. This is royalty, right? They, you might as well just put a large crown over the top of this. And the reason it is significant 
is because if he wins on Sunday, Patrick Mahomes joins that list. He becomes the first football player ever to do it. He becomes a member of that club, maybe as exclusive as just about any club in all of sports. So, Dan Orlovsky, we've not had you here uh, this week. Your thoughts on that. Mahomes, when people are talking about being tired of him and all that stuff, that's why I said the thing yesterday, which you know, I inartfully described as tinkling on a piano, and I understand that it, it, took everyone, it took everyone away from the point I was making, which is a good one. We are watching Jordan in his prime. We are watching Tiger in his prime. We are watching LeBron in his prime. That's what Patrick Mahomes is. And a win on Sunday gives him just one more piece of evidence of that. I'll never get tired of watching Patrick Mahomes play, to be very clear. Uh, Greeny, if he wins Sunday, it's the greatest start to a career in the history of sports. Not just the NFL, but the history of sports. All those guys that you have mentioned, that's not the ultimate team game. Football is the ultimate team game. And for him to have that many championships this early in his career on top of those MVPs, it would be the most impressive start in the history of the game. And I think it would make him one step closer to that conversation of the greatest of all time. Tom has that. We all know that. Patrick's the best player that I've ever seen. But to get into that conversation of greatest all time, I've, I've always felt he's got to get five. And everyone is going to matter. So this would be the greatest start in the history of, of sports for a quarterback or for anybody. And the fact that it's gotten to this point is remarkable. I'll never get tired of watching dude. Yeah, the, the idea that they've become the villain, I guess. You know, I, I was looking at some of the reaction to mm-hmm. that. We posted yeah. it yesterday and people talking about, you know, if you're rooting for other teams, whatever it is, the rivals. I get it. I understand that. But at some point, if you love sports the way we all do, and I assume you do, if you get up in the morning and watch a show like this one, there has to be some level of appreciation for the magnitude of what we are seeing. Again, I traveled with Jordan all those years covering him. He got cheered in most buildings throughout his career because people were willing to accept, oh, he may be about to kick our behinds, but we're watching something that we are lucky to say we've seen in our lifetime. And it is not an overstatement to say that's what this kid is. Well, Jordan Jordan didn't have the instant success. We watched Jordan struggle, having to get past Boston, having to get past the Pistons. So then when he got there, we're happy for him. It seems like it's too easy for Patrick Mahomes, right? You talk about the best start, you know, potentially than any other quarterback in the history of the game. You know, I think it is levels to this, right? And I don't think that he has to get seven to be considered the GOAT. I, you know, I think we consider Jordan the GOAT when Bill Russell has more titles. I think he's making a great statement for himself. You know, the difference is if he's going to become the GOAT, it's going to be largely without Andy Reid because, you know, the reason why Brady was so successful, he had that continuity for so long. I don't think that Andy Reid is going to coach for another 10 years, so he'll have to be able to bring in a new coach and win, which would be more impressive because he'll be doing it pretty much by self. That's a big part of it. Andy is 65, and and, and Travis Kelsey, whether it's this year or – Right. He's going to retire at some point too. Mahomes will have to reinvent what this dynasty is, and and we'll see what that looks like then. I think I've been – I mean, I definitely have been surprised at the reaction of people. Like, there's been this Mahomes-Kansas City fatigue already. And I think it eventually happened with New England. Yeah. Oh, it did. But, like, <laughs> but it, it I don't feel like it happened so quickly with New England. Yeah. So, I think that's the part of it that has surprised me a little bit. Like, it, Mahomes does things on a football field that most quarterbacks don't do. Like, that's generally enjoyable to watch, right? Just like Michael Jordan would do something that was like, yeah, other really talented guys don't do that. That's enjoyable to watch. Like, I've been surprised by this kind of Kansas City hatred. I'm not honestly I'm not surprised because no, I, I think I, the way our society is now is like what's next? What's next? Everything's like, about what's, like, what's next. Like, what's, what's next? Like, what's next? I, don't get it. I think it's crazy because me, I enjoy watching no. greatness as greatness is going on. It's kind of like the, you know, what I said yesterday when, when I took my kids to the concert. I thought, put your phone down and enjoy yeah. being in the yeah. moment. I think yeah. part of the problem is too many people are not in the moment when we talk about it's, greatness. It's human nature, man. Nobody wants to see Floyd Mayweather win. You, nobody wants to go see the movie when you know the outcome. Like, sometimes you want to see somebody shake it up. Let me leave it here for a minute. I want to play one more thing. We haven't gotten this in today. We talked about the, the Emmett Smith stuff a little bit earlier. We didn't get to the Demarcus Lawrence soundbite, which for anyone who didn't hear it yesterday, this is astonishing. So here's Demarcus Lawrence, star player on the Cowboys, terrific player. He's on first take yesterday. And as you'll see, they asked him about the reason the Cowboys went out of the playoffs so quickly. And listen to what he said. 
All honesty, I think the main thing is we was burnt out, man. Uh, you know, long season, um, team dominantly healthy throughout the season. You know, um, the legs get tired. What the? I mean, Bart, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 what? What the? Yo, man, that, attitude reflect leadership. That's your leader talking, man. We were fatigued from what? Like, are you kidding me? We were tired. Like, I mean, see, this is the culture that we're talking about. Excuses. Excuses, man. What are we? We were tired. <laughs> God, these dudes are so soft. <laughs> God! I can't believe these words can come out of a person's mouth. It's like, man, jeez. All I got to say is for everyone out there, wait, wait, this is my, yeah. right here. Yeah. For everyone out there always complain, why y'all talk about the Cowboys? They, there you go. They always do things for us to always come back to talk about them. I mean, how in the hell could you say, oh, our legs are tired? <laughs> Bro, you on your way to the Super Bowl. You don't even practice no more. <laughs> Why? <laughs> right, you're not practicing. You don't even practice. You don't even test That's the you get. Oh, my legs were, our legs were tired. <laughs> like, come on, man. You don't even practice anymore. You don't even have contact. You're hitting donuts. <laughs> Danny, go ahead. <laughs> oh, hold on. Okay, so a couple things. One, we can't we can't ask these dudes to give us honest answers and then kill them for it sometimes. Two, he was the guy in that defense that showed up all the time. Maybe him and Micah, but he showed up all the time. So like we can we can disagree with it a little bit, but Demarcus Lawrence was an absolute war daddy this year. What, what so, like, you say is stupid, Dan. We can. Yeah. What? He's saying that what he said was stupid. We, I mean, Dan, it is, it is a very, very unusual thing for a player to say at the, at, in our first playoff game, our legs were – we were burned out. It's a long season. The legs get tired. Someone wins the championship every single year. The idea that in the first playoff game they had just run out, they were burned out. Out of gas. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's, candidly, it is – Yes, I get it. We asked him the Mentally question. He gave us soft. an honest answer. That's a terrible answer. It's a terrible answer. Here's the other thing about it. Like, let's be like, Mike McCarthy is not a grinder on his right. Place. Like, like, like we actually that? know that that's the case. By the way, your defensive coordinator just became a head coach. Yeah. Like, so how was he practicing? Like, I just, it's a terrible answer. Yeah. Like, it's in. It's a long sea. We were joking about it yesterday. Like the, the NFL season is a marathon. Like it's a marathon for everybody. Yes. Like that. Like that's how it goes. I remember watching the. the this is just the story that jumps into my mind. The, the, remember the last late in the game when the Eagles played the Patriots in the Super Bowl and Donovan McNabb was the quarterback up, and yeah. they were not going fast yeah. enough and all that yeah. stuff. And the suggestion was made in the booth. It must have been Joe Buck back then uh, with Troy. You know, he, they look tired. And I remember Troy saying, this is the Super Bowl. Yeah. This is no time to be tired. I mean, that, that like, look, maybe that's easy for me to say sitting here. I never had to do it. All of you listen, guys did. Listen, At linemen, the end of the day, you can't say that. Even if it's true, you can't listen, say it. Linemen park close to the facility, so they only have to take a few steps. <laughs> Damien, Damien is outraged by the comment. Okay? You're, talking, <laughs> you're talking to a guy that liked to conserve calories here. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, Dan, get, I'll get Give you the final word. I, I respect you taking the other side of it. Go ahead, Dan. Final word. Yeah, they didn't lose in that fashion in that game because they were tired. They lost because they don't have an identity on defense. And if the reports are true that Mike Zimmer's coming back as their defensive coordinator, that's his number one challenge. They got to create an identity on defense. If they don't, they'll always be smoking mirrors. Yeah, that's what a what a mental toughness is a tool that you have to have, especially as a defensive player. Rex would say all the time, when it's hard on everybody else, it's just right for us. Well, what are we talking about? Here's what I'm going to say. It, it is Friday. It's the end of a week, long week here, and our, our last segment is coming up. I'm not sure I can. You know, I'm kind of tired. It's I mean, been a long I'm not season sure for you, get through it. Yeah, it's been a long Cut, year. You, I got, you need me to read the book? I got the 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, can you read this? Read that. Oh! Got me, Mick. Okay. Listen, six college basketball games highlight our ESPN schedule tomorrow. Our featured matchup, number four, Kansas hosts number 13, Baylor, at 6 Eastern. It all starts with college game day at 11 a.m. Eastern. Thank you. Holy Did you see that? Holy That's that Boston College. That's a public school education from Virginia right there. Here we go. Coming up, Brock and Roll for Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Superstar is Brock's the best story. 
that we've ever seen. Plus, don't miss our final edition. Look at all the helmets. Mr. Rich, our cameraman, put those together for us. That's all the helmets that have been smashed this year. But we'll smash some more. Super Bowl picks are next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Get Up. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The game is over. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions. I will be back here. I will be back here. This team doesn't really give up. We've gotten close a couple times. Brock Birdie has been taken out of the game. The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship. It's hard to get back to the top. You have to find ways to win. Touchdown! Right, we are getting set to make our official Super Bowl predictions here. We, as, as only we can, we'll be smashing helmets. And Dan Orlovsky is with us from Vegas. And, and Dan, I want to come back to you because the thing that has sort of been sticking with me all week long is that the, the 49ers opened up as the favorite in this game, and that has not changed. Every single person I've had on has picked Kansas City to win this game. And yet the one thing I keep going back to is if this game had been played three weeks ago, I think that the 49ers would have been a a significant favorite. They would have been more than a touchdown favorite. So sometimes we get ourselves into a little bit of trouble with recency bias. We see them find a way to win at Buffalo. We see them find a way to win at Baltimore. We decide Patrick Mahomes can't be beat. And maybe all those things are true. But, Dan, it does make me a little bit nervous. I, I, I feel a little anxious that everyone in the world is lining up in one direction because as you and I both know, when everyone thinks something is going to happen in the NFL, it generally never does. Yeah, I get that, Greeny. I, I think the, the reason why Kansas City still sits as an underdog is twofold. One, San Francisco is the more consistent team throughout the year. And the body of work, they had that three-week stretch that they did not play well and dealt with some injuries. Other than that, they've been the most consistent team. And then they started the playoffs a little bit slow, but found ways to win in ways that we had not seen this year. Kansas City led the NFL in drops. Kansas City led the NFL in offensive penalties. Their offensive tackles led the NFL in offensive penalties. Patrick Mahomes, their all-world quarterback, threw the most interceptions he's ever thrown in his career. So there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of we, – we, we'd never seen this out of the Kansas City Chiefs before. So when it comes to what these teams have been since September, the San Francisco 49ers have been the better football team. When it comes to what these teams have been since the first week of January, Kansas City has been the better football team. 
But when you're weighing the difference of them, five months, I think for the people who are setting underdog lines, I think Kansas City's a better team, but I don't set underdog lines. I think for them, the body of work matters more. That's an interesting way of looking at it, Tim, because the body of work is what the body of work is. The 49ers have, look, they both played Baltimore in the last month, right? Baltimore obliterated the 49ers, and Kansas City went in there and found a way to beat them. That means whatever it means. Yeah, listen, the receivers struggle. That stuff Dan said is true. Receivers struggle. Jawan Taylor had a terrible year by a lot of people's standards. And so, but I think when it comes down to it and we're sitting here and we're asked about it and we say, all right, Andy Reid, like we've seen him do it. Patrick Mahomes, like we've seen him do it. And I think the other aspect of it is we probably all tend, maybe even you, Bart, like kind of tend to favor offenses a little bit. And so we, we see that and we kind of, Give Kansas City the edge, even though they've struggled because of who the players are. I mean, the players maybe, but the offense hasn't been better. San Francisco's offense has been markedly better than Kansas City's offense has been even in the playoffs. But it comes down to who do you trust for coaching staff to put a good game plan to win one game. And Spagnola has proven that he's one of the best big game coordinators in all of football. And we know what Andy Reid can do when he gets two, two um, weeks or more to be able to prepare for an opponent. And you just wonder if the moment will eventually be too big for Brock Purdy and you know that you want to, you know, one thing that you can hang your hat on is Patrick Mahomes being able to have a slow heartbeat in those mm-hmm. big pivotal moments. If they're going to lose, it's going to be because we're going to come back and talk about like we did with Brady and Wes Welker. Man, I can't believe Wes Welker dropped that ball, right? The same thing make you laugh, make you cry. Now, these receivers for Kansas City has been able to hold on to the ball in the postseason, but does that come back and rear his ugly head in a pivotal moment? All right, we're going to find out. The big fella has got his helmet, has got his mallet, I should say. The helmets are ready to go. The goggles are ready to go. One final time this season. Let's make our picks. Mm. Welcome to the most dangerous segment. Big man, tiny helmet. Get the goggles ready. That went right by my face. Things just got real. Yeah, yeah. Touch to the side. Touch to the side. Graziano's got a lot of potential. Holy smoke. There's no coming back from that. I think that might be my best. Uh, yeah, I'll go last. Jerk. Does it matter? <laughs> all right, here we go. So what you were looking at are all of the helmets that have been smashed over the course of this season. Damian Woody and the smashing of the helmets. Big man, tiny helmets. We've got the mallets and we are ready to go. This is how we pick games every single week. And now, of course, we pick the biggest game of them all. Bart, do you want to do the honors? Yeah, yeah start us off. Let's go, Bartholomew. Here you go. You'll start over here. Kansas City, San Francisco, the 49ers. Oh, I didn't even get to finish. <laughs> you got Kansas City. <laughs> that simple, right? I'm being asked to move this out of the way. Right. San Francisco okay. is a one-and-a-half-point favorite, but you like the Chiefs right yeah. off the bat. I mean, I think experience matters, and uh, right now they're just playing at a high level, and Mahomes will find a way until he doesn't. All right, so that's one pick of Kansas City. Will there be any 49er helmets left on this table by the time we're done? No, that's, so, that's two for two. That's pretty good. Dude. That's pretty well done. Oh, good. Listen, I think Kansas City's defense is the difference. And look, the number two, number two scoring defense in the National Football League this season. I think that that matters. You mentioned Spags. Like, I think he'll, he'll end up having a great plan for McCaffrey. All right. I, I'm going to let you go last, right, because it's your bit. I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. But I strongly feel that whenever everyone thinks something is going to happen, it never does. If it was anyone but Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of Kansas City, I would pick against them. But I just can't do it. Oh, that oh be right it's back. a sound. <laughs> you almost missed this. I don't think it broke. I don't think it broke. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't break. It didn't break. I literally think you almost missed it. A self-inflicted wound. Oh, I didn't he, miss he it. He hit the back of it. <laughs> it hit me right in the chin. Here you go. Right. Do you want to officially? Man down. No, I never want to see this thing. <laughs> Man down. Oh, my. All right, go ahead. Last one. Go ahead, D1. <sighs> That's oh. it. It is yes. a perfect. It is a. It is a. Per, it's a four for four. It, it's scary. This <laughs> is very scary. I mean, again, I will point out, and I don't need to tell you this because everyone knows this. If everyone thinks something is going to happen, it never does. Yeah. Everything in the world, and Vegas is begging you. ESPN bet minus one and a half San Francisco. They're begging you yeah. to take the Chiefs. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe, man. I, I I need a proven commodity, Patrick Mahomes, something that I can put it on brand name like Blue Magic. 
You need a medic. I got a little right. I, you gonna right, be all right? No, hit me right in the chin. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you're not gonna be a Graziano uh, ovulation, is it? If you were here, you gotta gargle some salt water. You might have a loose tooth. If you were here, would you have taken San Francisco? No, I picked against Mahomes twice in my career. Last year's Super Bowl and the AFC Championship game. Uh, I think Kansas City's a better football team. I think their defense to Tim Point, Tim's point has a great plan. I also think this is a high completion game for Patrick. Zone defense, get the ball to your hands. Andy Greeny, I remember the Rams went to the Super Bowl, and I was like, I just don't see McVay, Stafford, and Aaron Donald losing. This is a very similar feeling to me. I just don't see Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and Chris Jones losing. Well, Dan is our MVP. He's jumping on a red eye right after the game to make it back here for the Monday morning show. So we will be all over that. Dan, thank you for that. And thank you for getting up early out there. Guys, outstanding here. Thank you. First take, of course, is coming up live from Vegas next. Molly, Stephen A. Shannon, tons of guests. Cam Newton, Miles Garrett, Will Compton, Taylor Luan, a whole lot more. Top of the hour here on ESPN. Medic! I need a bandage. <laughs> Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Get Up is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 58. In the meantime, we also have NBA action coming your way primetime tomorrow night on ABC and the ESPN app. Devin Booker and the Suns taking on Steph and the Warriors coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern. Uh, avert your eyes if you were squeamish. Uh, this is what just happened to me a few moments ago. Um, I mean, that thing hit me right in the chin. Oh, that's on, Are that's you on the injury report now? That, that's on brand, though, Green. I mean, Way to show your toughness. I mean, that, that your legs are tired from a long season. Yeah, seriously. And you got hit in the face. Oh, man. Yeah. I, if I were Demarcus Lawrence, I wouldn't do the radio show now. That's for sure. I'm that, I mean, it, 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 you know, we wear the goggles. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to wear like a hockey mask, like you one of those, to, yeah, like the full mask. The old, the old Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yeah. You got to go old school. I mean, like, that's, that's, that's a dangerous, it's a dangerous game, you know? But look, that's the kind of courage that it takes to play it out here as we do. Monday, Comeback guys. player of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Flacco, who? First take starts now. Come on, get up.